0: Well, good to have you with us. Welcome to the Bill Martinez Show. Uh, for more information, you can go to BillMartinezShow.com. You know, uh, the thought that uh, we are where we are at this very moment, it's in direct relationship to the choices that we've made, good and bad, right? And uh, we are the sum total of those choices. And uh, we wake up every day and we have this host of choices that, uh, that meet us every morning. So some we may be conscious of, some maybe not so, that we're not so fully aware of. But every aspect of our lives is defined by the choices we make. And I believe most of us would agree. But in the midst of all the available choices, there's only one that is most important. And that's what we want to talk about today. The most important decision you will ever make. Sid Roth joins us now. He's internationally known and TV host of It's Supernatural, and he's here to join us and discuss the choice of a lifetime. Sid Roth, welcome to the show. Good to have you with us. Well, it's so good to be here,
1: and I I have to tell you, there is something so wonderful about Ready to Happen to America. I mean, uh, I hear bad news wherever I go. Right, and it's not that it's it, it's inaccurate. There are a lot of bad things going on in right. the world, right. but I have got a light shining in the darkness that will be light to anyone that listens. Um, Bill, when I was thirty years of age uh, uh, today, uh, we, we did this a day early. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is my birthday September seventh? Yeah. Uh, and I'm 83 years young. Why yes. do I say young? I don't pay attention to years. I mm-hmm. pay attention to destiny. And the problem with most of the viewers that we have right now is you don't know what your destiny is. You don't know what your Book of Life says, uh, September 15th becomes uh, the beginning of the high Jewish holidays, Rosh Hashanah, mm-hmm. the uh, Feast of Trumpets. For 10 days, we Jews pray and fast. And after we pray and fast comes Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Uh, and and uh, And at that time, Because we fasted, because we prayed, because we've gone to synagogue, we say our sins are wiped out for another year. But even the Talmud disagrees with that. Uh I feel that when your people hear what the living God, not the God of history, Mm -hmm. not the God of religion, the living God, there's a difference The living God did in my life, he's about ready to do in everyone that listens to what I have to say. Exactly. And I go back to age 30. I'm a Jew that doesn't know his left hand from his right hand. I'm educated. I have a college degree. I have a one of the best jobs in the world. At that time, mm-hmm. I was an account executive with one of the largest stock brokerage firms in the in the world, Merrill Lynch, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, I was assured a good future. Assured, but I was unhappy. I felt there had to be something more. When I was a young kid,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, I had a dream. And, uh, and in it wasn't even a dream. I was half awake, half asleep, and I heard a question. I didn't know who it was from. It was from God, but I didn't know it at the time. And this was a question he posed to me, Bill. Mm-hmm. What happens when you die? Now, a young kid doesn't even think about death. Right. It shouldn't shouldn't think about death. Mm-hmm. We Jews... Uh, there's a toast called l'chaim. That means to life. life. Yeah, right. We we don't talk about death. We talk about l'chaim, to life. But the question confronted me. And that was the right question at the right time. What happens when you die? So as a young kid, I had a pretty good imagination. Mm -hmm. And I began to fantasize, well, you cease to exist. That's what I, I thought would happen when you die. No one discussed this with me. Right. I didn't know Jewish belief, Christian belief, any belief. This was all new ground for me as a young kid. Mm-hmm. I, well, I ceased to exist. Then I began to try to fantasize what my life would be like if I ceased to exist. And the more I thought about it, Bill, the more objectionable it got, the and so I did the only logical thing I can do. I blocked it from my mind until mm-hmm. I was thirty years of age, and wow. then I had no choice. I also mm-hmm. wrote a book about a song about that time. I was a songwriter. Well, it wasn't that time. It was a little after. Right. Uh, I wrote a song called "There Must Be Something More," mm-hmm. and if people are honest. If you're a non-believer in the Messiah, you say, there must be something more. I don't know what it is, but there must. If you're a believer in the Messiah, you say, I know there's something more. Exactly Right. Right. But but I know the right direction, but Mm -hmm. I have settled, and this is unfortunately truer than, than, than most people would like it to be. Jesus put it this way. I'd rather you be hot or cold. Why hot or cold? Why cold? Because if you're hot, you know, you know, God, Yes. if you're cold, you know, you don't know God. But if you're lukewarm, that's where American Christianity is. If yeah. you're lukewarm, it's not even biblical Christianity. It's an Americanized version that we've exported throughout the world. Mm-hmm. God says, and this is tough, Bill, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. Exactly. Right. God says that. And and, and so um, I was 30 years of age and that song was coming to me, there must be something more, there must be. And I did something I'm not proud of. I left my wife, I left my daughter, I Mm. left my job. And I said, there's got to be something more to life. Right. I had what the American dream says you're supposed to have to make you happy. But exactly. I wasn't happy. I mm-hmm. wasn't. Money can't buy happiness. And where did you go look for that? You, you, did you I go? You just, so, I, I, knocked, on, I knocked. As a Jew, I'm told there's only one door I can't knock on. Mm-hmm. The door is Jesus. Mm-hmm. We, we can be a Buddhist. Yeah. We can be an atheist. Uh, we we can be anything except don't believe in that one door. So I knocked on all the other doors. I knocked in and most Jews are, have knocked on this door. Most non-Jews have knocked on this door. It's called the occult or right. the new age. Right. So I knocked on those doors and I got in over my head. Mm. What do I mean by over my head? I entered the spirit realm through the new age. I didn't know. If you said spirit realm, I wouldn't have even known what you were talking about. Right, but right. I, as people with Ouija boards actually enter that realm, exactly. uh, people will, with, I'm not gonna get into it, with AI will eventually enter that realm through AI, but that's a mm-hmm. whole different story. Right. But I there's lots of ways to enter the forbidden. And did you know in my own Jewish scriptures, in the Torah, in the mm-hmm. book of De- Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter, it says that it's an abomination. That's a pretty strong word. Yeah, exactly. Abomination yeah. to enter those stores. And yeah. it lists all of them, mm-hmm. uh, from psychics to seances, uh, to communicating. With color, it's all that. Yeah. Fortune, exactly. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and And, you know, God put that there not to hurt us. He said, why would you want to settle for the counterfeit? Exactly. Which ends up in death mm-hmm. when you can settle for the real thing, which ends up in peace in this life and eternal relationship and experiential knowledge with God in this life and living forever with him. Not because someone told you that. But because you experience it, exactly, that's the missing ingredient, Bill, in Christianity—experiential Christianity. And the people that haven't had experience, they say, "Oh, that's the devil." (laughs) Well, if that's the devil, you mean God doesn't have a greater power? Right. Come on now, (laughs) give me a break. I want the authentic. Just because all of my dollars are counterfeit doesn't mean I'm not going to. I'll throw out the authentic.
0: Come on
1: now, give me a break. Exactly. what happened to me is I got in a new age meditation, a lot of these TM. Yeah. Uh, uh, F, F, right. Uh, yeah. All of these courses, mm-hmm. all they are are doors into the supernatural, not on God's terms. Mm-hmm. And I went into something called silver mind control. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, as a result, I started knowing things. So I'm a pretty logical type person if you get to know me, Bill. Mm-hmm. And as a logical person, you don't have room for the invisible world. But I broke into the invisible world through meditation. And I was told you could only use it for good. But they lied to me. Yeah. You can use it. Once you're in that realm, you, use, you become a victim exactly. of you, spiritual you, forces. And you, and you become a tool of it. Yeah, absolutely right. right, exactly. Uh, so that's what happened to me. Uh I and I remember the worst day of my life. I had broken into astro projection. That's where your spirit leaves your body. And actually it's been scientifically proven that this <laughs> works. Universities study this. Uh it's a whole whole field of study today. Uh, uh I got into um uh, uh uh, knowing things about people. And I thought, and I'll, I'll use this for good. What did I want to use it for? To be a millionaire. But <laughs> this gray hair tells me and uh, that money can't buy happiness. Yeah, exactly. It can't buy health. Mm-hmm. It can't buy peace. It can't buy a good marriage. It can't buy a good relationship with your children. Right. Well, the most important things in life. Money cannot
0: purchase, Bill. And so... Let, let me ask you this, said real quick. W- why do you think God allowed you to go through this spiritual journey that you went through?
1: I, I, I can't answer that fully because I'm not God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can only say that had I not... He knew what it would take for me as a Jew, coming from a traditional Jewish background... Uh-huh. With no Christian having enough chutzpah, that's nerve, to share mm-hmm. Jesus with me, right? no one. First 30 years, of, hey, I have to tell you this. I read Mr. Ripley's amazing uh, facts book one day, and uh-huh. it had a fact there that got me angry. You know what that amazing fact was? Jesus is Jewish. Uh-huh. I didn't even know that, so oh, I God. ran Thank to you. my mother and I said, "The nerve!" Of, I remember doing this. The mm-hmm. nerve of this Mister Ripley saying Jesus is Jewish. My mother said, "I think he might have been." I was <laughs> shocked. I, again, I did. I didn't right. think much about it, but at the time, I was. I was shocked. But it's a sad commentary on people called Christians, yeah. because Christians don't even know. In Romans eleven eleven. It has the calling of a Christian. And most Christians have read it a million times. It's gone in one ear and out the other. There's what Romans 11, 11 says, salvation has come to the Gentile. If I'm a Gentile, which just means someone not born in Israel, mm-hmm. I'm a Jew because my ancestors were born in Israel. Right. Uh, if your ancestors were born in Ireland, you're Irish. So uh, because it says, salvation has come to the non-Jew, the Gentile, to provoke the Jew to jealousy. Well, all we do is either befriend the Jew, which I'm all in favor of, and I think, and you'll be blessed, I might add. Well, exactly. God's real know. clear. You'll, you yeah. you
0: bless, and he'll, you, yes. you'll get a blessing back, right?
1: Yeah, Genesis 12.3 says, I, God, will bless those who bless the Jewish people, and I, God, will curse those who cursed them? In fact, the Living Bible in Zechariah says, "He that touches Israel is the same as someone that pokes their finger in God's eye." Would right. <laughs> be yeah. so stupid. Right. Uh, but we we so we'll do humanitarian things. We'll befriend Jewish people, uh, but we won't tell Jewish people about Jesus because uh, we're afraid it'll interrupt our nice friendship and as a result a jewish people go to their grave saying hey i met some christians and they're pretty nice but that doesn't spend once you die that's right so anyway i knew nothing uh, i'm in over my head i go to a, a regular bookstore i go into the occult section and i look for a book and the book i find the title in the occult section was the Jew, the Bible, and the supernatural. I'm Jewish. Yeah. I had met some Christians at this point that gave me a Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm reading a little his Bible and I'm into the supernatural. It couldn't have been a better title for me. Except yeah. the big bookstore made a mistake, Bill. What uh, was that? It was a God. It was a God mistake. They put a book written by a Christian. For Jews about Jesus in the New yeah. Age section. Yeah. That's the only right. area that um. I, I would, was interested in at the time. So I, I read this book and it had a wrinkle different than what my Christian friends had said. My Christian's friends had said uh that it's an abomination to be involved in the new age. They told me this. Mm-hmm. Then they quoted Deuteronomy 18. But this particular book says it's worse for a jew to be in the new age than a gentile why a gentile by definition isn't under a covenant with god right a jew is whether you believe in god or not we're under a covenant with god exactly and so uh and then it proceeded to list famous jews that had lost their lives from dabbling in what the Torah calls an abomination. All of these new age things from fortune telling to predicting the future with the stars to our mm-hmm. uh, uh, astrology uh, to so, so many things that we just take for granted as normal. Uh, and And it proceeds to list these famous Jews and my hero was there. Who oh, was wow. my hero? He was the Jewish manager of the biggest rock group in history called the Beatles, Uh Brian Epstein. Brian Brian went to the Himalayas with all of the other Beatles. He was the only Jew. He went to Gurus. He was the only Jew in this group of the Beatles. Mm -hmm. And at that time, only one had died. The Jew, Brian Epstein. Yeah. And so much is given, much is required. And ignorance of the law is no excuse. Mm-hmm. So at uh, least one Jew after another after another that did exactly what I was doing, Bill. Wow. And I got the I got fear. Yeah. Fear, not fear of God, I got fear of the devil. Mm-hmm. I realized the voice I was hearing on the inside was not. Me was not something good, it was something evil. Yeah. There was something evil in me. If you've ever seen the movie The Exorcist, exactly. I know it's true because mm-hmm. that's what happened to me. I mm-hmm. want, I look, I didn't want Jesus, I just wanted this thing inside mm-hmm. of me out. Yeah, and I didn't know how to do it. And right. most Christians that I would approach, which I didn't because I didn't know about that, mm-hmm. but most Christians I would have approached wouldn't have known what to do for me. Even the Catholic Church, I saw their top exorcist on TV. He doesn't even understand what I understand experientially. Yes. So mm-hmm. there was nowhere I could go. But I had seen uh, Dracula movies. Now, this is really the truth.
0: Right. And now, you're, you- you're still still—you're still in your 30s here, right, Sid? I'm 29. You're 29. Okay. All right. Now, and I hold
1: up. If I hold up a cross, this evil will leave me, Mm -hmm. but I'm Jewish. I'm not going to hold up a cross. So what did I do? I went to a Jewish bookstore, I bought a mezuzah that's on the doorpost and spread right. the Torah on, on Jewish homes mm-hmm. um, and it has scripture in it and it was silver, which it, it sounded, that was good. And mm-hmm. I put it on a silver chain around my neck. I had this King J- big King James Bible at this time, didn't understand mm-hmm. most of what I was reading. Right. Uh, and I put it under a pillow uh, and I went to sleep on the worst night of my life because I knew something evil was in me. I didn't know how to get rid of it. And I reached my point. You know, I, I was a positive thinker, only thinking positive thoughts and right. things, but every human has their limit, Bill. I don't yes. know if they ever hit you, but there oh, are many, no. yes. many viewing right now. Yes. Every one of us humans uh, have a limit. I reached my limit. I wanted out. I didn't, I didn't wanna die because mm-hmm. I didn't know what happened when you die. Right. But life was too hard. I didn't wanna die, but life was too hard. And I went to bed and I thought, Jesus, if you're real, I said actually a two word prayer, wow. Jesus help. And I went to sleep and I didn't care whether I lived or died. Mm. Life was life was too hard, rough, but in the morning I woke up, and I had joy. I didn't understand it. I went to bed so depressed I didn't want to live. Right. I woke up with supernatural joy and a feeling like I'd never been into drugs. I've mm. never been into uh, 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 alcohol or anything like that. I mean, right. None, none of yeah. that stuff. So I can't even compare it. But I can tell you I had the purest feeling of love I'd ever experienced in my life. It saturated every particle of my bedroom that I was woke up in. And wow. it, it was the I it was, I, I didn't want to leave that room. Well, it bet. was so wonderful. It was I found out later it's called the Shekhinah glory of God, the presence of God, the presence of God. Here I am, a Jew that wants nothing to do with this Jesus, knows nothing about him. And and all of a sudden, because I used his name, God shows up in my bedroom. And then I heard the audible voice of God, Bill, Hmm. audible first time in my life. And God quoted scripture to me that I didn't even know was scripture. He oh. quoted the Jewish prophet Malachi. And this is what, what he says to Malachi, speaking on behalf of himself. He says, mm. I, God, hate divorce. Yes. Returned here. And then I heard, he told me this, I was separated from my wife and daughter, not divorced, mm. right. but separated. He said, I hate divorce. Return to your wife and daughter. And you know what I said? Yes, sir. That's what I said. And I've been saying yes, sir, ever since. And I have to tell you, if what I explained was all that ever happened to me,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it would have been enough, as we say at Passover. Right, right. Right. It would have been enough. But I have to tell you. This presence of God I described to you, Bill, Mm -hmm. when I speak, I speak in Israel. It has over a thousand Jewish people that don't know the Messiah. And some like 70, 80 percent after I speak. It's not because I'm so articulate. It's because God himself shows up. It's not me. It's all God. And that same atmosphere I experienced On that worst night of my life that I didn't care if I lived or died, life was too hard. Mm -hmm. That same experience descends on the audience. 70, 80% stand up and make public, Jewish people, public professions of faith in Jesus as the Messiah in Israel. Unheard of. I wow. have Jewish believing friends that heard what I said, what I just said to you, and right. they said he's lying. Mm-hmm. Why? They've spent a lifetime and they might have reached one Jewish person in Israel. Might have.
0: Mm. It well, doesn't no, doubt, happen. no doubt. No doubt God is using it. I, well, I have to add
1: that's PS. They sent spies to my meetings. <laughs> and sure enough, they saw what I just said.
0: Well, they did they sent spies for Jesus too, Sid. Right? Well, that's true. Very yeah. good point, you know. but but the
1: one one more thing, if we have time, Bill. Oh yeah, we got time. I really yes. wanna share this with you. This glory, it's come on me at strategic times in my life. Mm-hmm. The first time it came on me was, it was enough presence of God. That's what the glory is. Mm-hmm. It's actually defined, there's a synonym uh, that with Moses. Moses said to God, God, show me your glory. Exactly. And this is what God says. My goodness will pass before you. Glory is God's goodness. God's goodness came on me when I was 30 years of age.
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: and it would have been enough if that was it. But God's goodness comes at me, on me at strategic times. For instance, my Orthodox Jewish father was dying in the hospital. He was born in Poland. His father, my grandfather, would spit at churches when they went by because oh. it symbolized, unfortunately, Bill, Horrible anti-Semitism to my people, which unfortunately I'm very knowledgeable of. And I tell you, anyone that is anti-Semitic, I say they might believe in Jesus, but they don't know him. If they knew him, they could not be. If anything, they would be pro-Israel if anything they'd be pro-jewish and mm-hmm. if you're not pro-israel and you're not pro-jewish you're in danger of poking your finger in god's eyes yeah uh, anyway uh bill the glory of god came on me one week before my father died oh. seven days for seven days 24 hours a day, the same presence I felt when I was 30 and became a believer in Messiah came on me. When I went into his hotel room, uh, not hotel room, his hospital room, intensive Mm -hmm. care, when I went in, I went in with my sister uh, and uh, the presence of God, literally, I didn't see it, but it literally jumped off of me and jumped on my father there is no way my father could become a believer no apologetic no good christian argument no logic he would i mean he got emotional every time in a bad way every time I brought the name of jesus up up, instantly he said he wanted to receive the messiah there is no no human explanation I'm not good enough, Bill. Mm. Only God could do that. And there are people viewing right now that have given up on their loved ones. Don't give up. God hasn't given up. And he's about ready to move on your loved ones. Here's what, I mean, I could go story after story. Uh, When I do these big outreaches Mm -hmm. of Jewish people worldwide, not just Israel, I do it in America. Uh, I've done it in Boca Raton, Florida. I've done it in Las Vegas. I've done it in Ukraine. I've done it in Russia. I've done it in Germany. Um, Mm. I I do this worldwide. The presence of God comes out of me and jumps on them, but it's now changing. It doesn't come out of me that much it comes out of me, but that's not what happens. It's gonna be in the atmosphere mm. wherever I walk. Right. And here's the good news, according to the word of God, not according to me, mm-hmm. but according to my experience, based on the word of God, we are in what's called an Isaiah sixty-six-zero moment. That's mm-hmm. a chapter in the Jewish prophet Isaiah. Can I read just a little of this to you? Yeah, please. All right. Uh, Isaiah chapter 60 verse uh 1 to 5 uh the living bible. Mm-hmm. Arise, Jerusalem, my people. But he, the Jerusalem stands for God's people and is God's people. Mm-hmm. It's both. It's Gentiles that are grafted in spiritually, not physically, to the spiritual seed of Abraham and its physical Jews. Arise, Jerusalem, my people. Let your light shine for all the nations to see. You see, Jews are created to evangelize Gentiles, just as Gentiles that become believers in Jesus are created to evangelize Jews. Mm -hmm. For the glory of the Lord is streaming from you. You see, that's what I was talking about. The glory streamed out of me and went on my Orthodox Jewish father. The glory streamed out of me and went on Jewish people, but it's changing now. Let me keep reading. Mm Darkness, as black as night, shall cover all the people of the earth. Sound familiar? Oh, yeah. But, but I love God when he says, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> the glory of the Lord will shine from you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see the glory of the Lord upon you. Your sons and daughters you've given up on, I added that. Yeah. But your sons and daughters are coming home. Right. Take that, grab that word. Your sons and daughters are coming home. Home exactly. to you and home to God. Amen.
0: Hashem. Amen. Uh, if, you know, if, I, I, I got to tell if, you uh, said this, and, and this reminds me uh, in reading uh, Isaiah 60, you get all the bad news, right? Here's all the bad things that are happening. And then you get that powerful transitional phrase, but God. Uh, I, t- I tell my friends sometimes, I go, I've I become a but God Christian. And they go, what does that mean? I So it, just a case in point example of what you just read is that here's all the bad news, but God. But! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I tell people, I'm, I'm a but God Christian because you know that God God is faithful. And he's the same oh. yesterday, today, and forever. He he tells us time and again, look at my promises are still with you. They're still there. He's going to see it to its conclusion Uh, because God cannot lie. He's not like mere men. But Bill, I have better news
1: than anything I've just shared. Here's, here's the better news. Right. This next move of God's spirit that has been prophesied by many great men and women of God throughout history, even the guy, uh the the one-eyed black preacher, uh, William Seymour, mm-hmm. that, 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 uh, from Azusa Street uh, yeah. that that sparked the Pentecostal revival said a hundred years from now, which is now, there'll be a greater move of God's spirit than even I had. Uh, there's coming something greater. And I'm gonna tell you something. If all we have is what we had, it would have been enough, right. but it won't change society the way it is right now. It won't change that. Ardent atheist, the person that has just transformed their sex uh physio physically, uh, the person that ha- has is defying God right now, uh, the per- the person that is uh on drugs and strung out, the person that's selling their body for drugs on the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh it's uh it, that's not gonna do it. But what is going to do it on what's coming? And that was described in Isaiah 60. It says, it goes on, Isaiah 6 says, the whole earth will be filled with the glory of God. And everyone watching is a candidate for the same thing that happened to me to happen to you. It starts with your free will. It It starts with a decision. If you with the best of your ability will say this prayer with me out loud. I'm telling you, I I have to tell you something I left out, Bill. Okay. About three or four days before I said that two word prayer, Jesus help. Yes. I found a little booklet. It was called the four spiritual laws.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. And and
1: I I, I read it Mm -hmm. and I said the prayer. Remember I'm coming from the counterfeit oh, and wow. in the counterfeit of the new age or a cult, I had all sorts of feelings and heard voices and all, all, the, all this stuff. Right. And I thought it was God. My instructors thought it was God. We were deceived. Mm-hmm. However, I said this prayer, and nothing happened. I figured it didn't work. I didn't even tell my Christian friends. They gave me the little booklet. I was ashamed it didn't work. But in that broken state I was in, where I had nowhere to go. You know something? If I was sinking in the ocean, I wouldn't care who who sent me. Uh, uh, a, uh, a lifeboat, a, or whatever—a li- yeah. lifeboat, yeah. or something. Right. I mean, you could have been a Buddhist, an atheist, a Muslim, uh, anything, and I would be grateful. Well, I, when I said that prayer, Jesus made Himself real to me, wow. and He's—and—and and if that's all that happened, it would have been enough. But it probably wouldn't have been because the way life is, you'll get talked out of your faith, right? I mean, it takes no talent. The whole world is trying to talk you out of your faith. The education system is trying to. The news system is trying Mm -hmm. to. The movies are trying to. Uh, The athletic system is trying to. Uh, It's pervasive. The political system is trying to.
0: Oh, it's It's rampant. It's rampantly corrupt. There's no doubt about it. You know, uh,
1: Bill, but it's a free will decision. You have free will. Yes, you have that. Now, Mm -hmm. you may not believe the way I believe, but you have free will to open the door. And I promise you, that's all I did. I didn't even think it worked. I opened the door and God showed up. He really did. Yeah, he cut the chains. that were binding them. And he said, he restored my marriage. He gave me back my wife. Uh, In in fact, uh, this March, Joy and I will be celebrating our 60th, 60th wedding anniversary. He gave me back my daughter. He gave me beautiful grandchildren. Uh, uh, He gave me
0: peace. Wow. He gave me peace.
1: I want to say this prayer. Yes. And Bill, if you'll repeat it after me. And when Bill repeats it uh you say it with bill right and just mean it to the best of your ability hey god can't ask for more than that he's yeah. reasonable to the best of your ability amen say out and you have to say it out loud according to this book of uh, uh called romans in the brit Shah. you have yeah. to confess the messiah with your mouth
0: exactly. so say
1: it out loud dear god i've made many mistakes in my
0: life Dear God, I've made many mistakes in my life. For which I'm so sorry. For which I'm so sorry. I believe. I believe. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Washes
1: away all my mistakes.
0: Washes away all my mistakes. And I'm clean with you, God. And I'm clean with you, God. And when I die. And when I die.
1: You'll have no remembrance of any mistakes I've made.
0: You'll have no remembrance of any mistakes I've made. Because of the precious blood of Jesus. Because of the precious blood of Jesus. And now that I'm clean. And now that I'm clean.
1: I ask you, Jesus, to come and live inside of me.
0: I ask you, Jesus, to come live inside of me. Thank you for saving me from my sins. Thank you for saving me from my sins. I make you my Messiah. I make you my Messiah. And Lord. And Lord. Amen. Amen. The wow. bill, the best, the
1: best experience. In fact, I was just talking with a rabbi friend of mine, Mm -hmm. and uh, we Jews have a whole system of education, Gematra, where you, uh, unlike any other language uh, uh, like English, Mm -hmm. uh, we have a numeric system and we have an alphabet, and they're different. But in Hebrew, the numeric system is the same as the alphabet. So you can take any passage in scripture and turn it into a book of numbers, no guesswork, Mm -hmm. because that's the way it's constructed. And so each year has a number. And so you look up each year and he could see what was gonna happen this coming year. And I might add the Jewish year begins September 15th, which is Rosh Hashanah. Exactly. Uh, and, 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 And as a result of that, this is what he saw coming. He said, my people, meaning believers Mm -hmm. in the Messiah, will live in Goshen. Goshen was where the Jews lived, was Mm -hmm. the best land in Egypt, the best. Yes. And the world will be living in what actually exists for them. That's their only option. There is no Goshen for non-believers.
0: Yeah, they're not sanctified or set apart by God. And not only that,
1: yeah. I can tell, look, according to the Jewish numbers, this coming year will be a year of exposure, a year of violence, a year of tragedies, But I'm telling you, just like Paul lived in two worlds in the book of Ephesians, Mm -hmm. he said, I'm seated on the right hand of God the Father, and yet I'm here. Yes. Well, I'm telling you, Paul lived in two realms at one time. Mm -hmm. We will live, and it won't be a deception, it's just we won't see it with our eyes, but we'll experience it. Does that mean you'll be wealthy because of your living in Goshen? Wealthy in the things money can't buy. Mm -hmm. You'll be wealthy in peace, in health, in family, and in supplying every one of your needs. Bill, it is is coming
0: is so good. Exactly. I, you know, I'm so excited to be talking to you, Sid, because, you know, to hear this out, especially, you know, we're, we're on the eve of Rosh Hashanah, and it's a time of reset. And I, and I kind of envision this in, in the book of Genesis you know the way it opens up in the beginning god god is the source he is he, he is the yes the amen the all creative one the all powerful one and, and and in between verse 1 and verse 2 is that darkness that you alluded to earlier that without god There's no meaning, it's chaos, it's void. And uh, this is an opportunity for us to get out of that darkness, make a willful decision to exit the darkness and come to the light. And then you start realizing the manifestation of God's uh, beneficence and his creation and what he has done and how he continues to bless us, right?
1: Absolutely. But I, I believe this, Bill. I look at your age, and I, I don't know what your age is. Doesn't matter. But I, I'll tell the world what my age is. I'm mm-hmm. 83, right, as of September 7th.
0: I'm a decade behind you, buddy. That's okay. Okay, but right. the truth of the matter is, I have a destiny. Yeah,
1: I, and I know my destiny. Right. And I'm just I haven't even entered into it, Bill. My okay. destiny's behind me. Take a look. <laughs> Israel. (laughs) And I have a destiny there. I have an appointment in Jerusalem. Uh, But every one of us has a destiny, and we are handmade by God. We're God's workmanship, created in his image, for good works that he's created before the foundation of the earth for each one of us. And I tell you, with this glory, glory that's coming, this presence of God, this goodness of God that, that is coming, you'll be like Moses. What happened to Moses? Moses didn't even enter his ministry till he was 80. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah, I was hard. Exactly. He lived in the presence of God, yeah. the glory. Do you know? that Moses, when, uh, just before he died, his eyesight wasn't dim. He exactly. had no need for glasses. Mm. Uh, and in addition to that, he had the strength of a young man. Exactly. In the glory, it's better than any vitamin, I'll tell you, <laughs> that the world has ever thought about. Well. In this glory, you're gonna be revamped for your future. Uh, Whatever you need. Uh, And by the way, Moses um, died a relatively young man. Mm -hmm. So
0: 125, I think. But he
1: could have lived much longer in the glory. Why did he die? Disobedience to God. If he hadn't been disobedient, who knows how long he would have lived. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, he's just one example. We can talk about exactly. Caleb and Joshua, uh, but I am living in the glory this much now. yeah. But what is coming, Bill, is like an atomic bomb versus a bullet. Right. I'm living in the bullet. The atomic bomb of glory is about ready to descend. This is what you will see on the daily news. Mm-hmm. There, they
0: All the bad will be outweighed by what I'm about to describe. So what you're saying basically is that God's goodness is going to be augmented in direct relationship to the amount of evil uh, in order to offset the amount of evil that's going to rise, right?
1: Absolutely. Uh, By the way, uh, that's my testimony book that's been flashed several times. Mm -hmm. If you want it, you just go to my webpage, sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H.org. O-R-G, and and you can get that book and other tools that we have. But the most important thing is for you to have Hatikva, to have the hope of the goodness of God coming upon you, your health, your family, um, everything about you, and coming to not just believe in God, I believe that Biden is president of the United States. I never met him, never even shook his hand, but I believe it. You can't talk me out of it. However, I don't know him. That's the difference of most Christians. They believe that God is God. That's what makes them a Christian. They believe Jesus is real. That's what makes them a Christian. They've even been filled with the Holy Spirit and operating gifts of the Spirit. But do you have experiential knowledge? Right. And, the, and question and the thing is, everyone that said that prayer with me, mm-hmm. you put your foot in the water. Right. And you're going to swim in the most refreshing water a human can be in the exactly. glory and presence of God.
0: Yeah. And may you realize the true transformation, you know, from death to life and experientially uh, appreciate, you know, God's Shekinah glory in your life and what that will mean for you. Because, uh, you know, Sid, as you've been talking about, this is their appointed time, right? Absolutely. Their appointed time. This is our appointed time right now. And we know what happened uh, when, when the Jews missed their appointed time. It, it broke God's heart.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, th- there is no more exciting time to be alive. I wouldn't want to be alive right now to be candid with you if I didn't know Hatikva, the mm-hmm. hope. Yes, exactly. And when you know him... There's no more exciting time. Mm -hmm. I want to give you just a snapshot. about. I'll I'll tell you what, Sid,
0: just to give you a kind of heads up, we got about two and a half minutes left. So I'm going to let you take it to conclusion and, uh, you know, summarize what we've been talking about today.
1: All right. Here's a snapshot of what you will see on the secular daily news. You'll see someone like me entering a hospital, maybe Hadassah Hospital in Mm -hmm. Israel into the amputee section where unfortunately soldiers men and women young people have lost limbs Mm -hmm. and you're and you're gonna hear me say silver and gold i have not but such as i have i give to you in the name of yeshua hamashiach sikenu jesus the messiah our righteousness rise up and walk and they'll say wait i have no legs And we'll watch, and the cameras will be rolling, and you will see a stump grow into a complete foot and leg. You will see a complete arm coming out. You'll see someone without eyeballs, the eyeballs form before your very eyes. You will see deaf people saying, I don't need these hearing aids anymore. You're go in the cancer ward, and the doctors won't have anything to do. You'll clear out the cancer ward, not just me, you. Yes. This is coming on all flesh now. This is the fulfillment of Joel chapter 2. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. But well, the truth of the matter is, we've seen a little bit, mm-hmm. but wait till you see. We've seen the devil move, Bill. Right. We've seen the devil's best place but God hasn't moved yet. Do yeah. <laughs> you remember what happened at Asbury Seminary? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what happened there is there was a move of God's spirit. They had more people flood there from all over the world than they had hotel rooms, than yeah. they had restaurants, than yeah. they had space for them to come into the meeting. They had to close it down. Yes, They couldn't handle all the people. Well, that's what's a, that was a um, foretaste, uh, a, a preview
0: a little preview, yes. of
1: what's about ready to happen, Bill.
0: Exactly. Well, Sid Roth, uh, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, tell everybody again how they can be in touch and uh, get their hands on your booklets.
1: SidRoth.org. SidRoth.org.
0: Well, Sid Roth, uh, again, happy birthday. God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us. And uh, happy anniversary uh, come next March to you and the loved one. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. I appreciate you. Uh, Our thanks to Sid Roth for being with us today. For more information and to be a part of this mighty Martinez movement to return to God and to save our country, go to BillMartinezShow.com. May God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. May you be gracious unto you and give you peace. Go and be a blessing. Thank you so much for being with us, take care.